Welcome to Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. I'm your host, Sean Puff. And uh, we're back for another great episode. Today is our pit stop. It's the Brooklyn pit stop as we get ready for TakeOver Brooklyn 4 and SummerSlam, which will be taking place at the Barclays Arena in New Jersey. So, great weekend of wrestling coming up. Um, we made some changes to the podcast. So, after looking at things and deciding, we won't be continuing to do the weekly review. You can get your reviews online. Go find a place to get them. Um, won't be doing that. We're just going to keep up with the regular show. Uh, we got a great show for you this week. I got Mike K with me. We're going to pick up talking about Dean Ambrose's return. That couldn't have played out any better. We ended last week's episode talking about the return of Dean Ambrose and what was going to happen with it and what, what our thoughts were. And we said we'll continue it this week. And what happens? Dean Ambrose returns this week to WWE television. It's like Vince was listening to the podcast and decided to book it based off of what we said. Well, this week we'll continue with that. We'll talk about uh, what that looked like. And, and what we think is going to happen moving ahead with Dean Ambrose back in the fold. Um, plus, we'll talk a little bit about uh, this whole thing with Melcher calling uh, calling Peyton Royce fat. I don't know what this guy was thinking, but we'll talk a little bit about that. A bunch of other things. And then, of course, we're going to get to the main thing. When we're going to do our TakeOver Brooklyn 4 preview and our SummerSlam preview. This is Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks, and this is your Brooklyn Pit Stop right here, right now. Man, I'm psyched about this. This is going to be a great episode. We got a lot of great, great, great things to talk about. A little bit longer than normal because of the pit stops. We figured instead of doing a bunch of different separate shows, we'll just put the pit stop right in here and just do it all in one for you and give you a nice big super show. So it's our super show, the Brooklyn Pit Stop right here. Um, I want to thank everyone that's been listening to us, you know. Bear with us. We're having some technical difficulties, getting used to the Anchor app, getting everything up and going. Um, it's a lot different than when we're live online or even live on the radio. So it's a new it's it's new for us uh, on this platform. So just bear with us. You know, we're getting everything going. We're working out the bugs and it's just going to get better and better each week as we move forward. So uh, without further ado, I guess it's time to get into this. Let me bring Mike K on over here and uh, let's get this show on the road. This is your Brooklyn Pit Stop. You're listening to Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks on the Anchor Network. This is Sean Puff, and I'm here with Mike K, and this is Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. I love saying that. What's up, Mike? What's happening, man? How are you? Pretty good, man. Glad to be back this week. How's everything been for you? Been all right. Awesome, awesome. What a great week, right? I feel like last week was a was a lead-in. Like, we let in 
to Raw. <laughs> we foreshadowed Raw. Either that or Vince was listening to us and said, hey, book it that way. So last week we ended the show talking about uh, the eventual Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose return yeah. and, and what part he was going to play. And we kind of ended it right as we started talking about that and then what happens this week on Raw, but Dean Ambrose comes back. <laughs> exactly. Could have written it better. Um, so, and we said we were going to start there, and it's a perfect place to start because it's just awesome. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, buddy. Um, but so what did you think about that? Uh, do you, you watched that, I did, right? Yeah. All right. So it's, what did you think about that, about his return? Because I, I have my thoughts on that, but I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, well, number one, it was kind of predictable. Um, you knew kind of when they mentioned earlier in the night, they were talking about um, there was a segment where Dolph and um, uh, Drew McIntyre were in Fred Angle's office, and they said that they were talking about a clause in the contract. They said something about having someone in the in their corner, in his corner. So you kind of knew that's where they were kind of heading for. Um, so in a way, it was kind of predictable. Which unfortunately, the way WWE is late, you know, a lot of times it is kind of predictable. It takes the luster out of something. Kind of yeah, anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, but it was still kind of cool. I mean, it looked good. Um, you know, I have my own opinions too about continuity and stuff like that. And, uh, when it comes to, I, I don't, I don't like when we have to when WWE tries to make us forget about things that happened before, um, as if we weren't paying attention or don't remember things. Um, well, I don't think that that's the situation with this, though. I know what you're talking about with Samoa Joe, like, I, so. Because he got taken out by Samoa Joe, you think that he should come back and want to fight exactly. Samoa Joe. But but Samoa Joe isn't on that brand anymore. He's on right, Raw. Have, so he wasn't true, traded. Made something so, where Dean Ambrose shows up at SummerSlam or something like that. Well, who knows? It's Dean Ambrose, and he's the lunatic fringe, right? So maybe, maybe he'll get his against Joe. Like They could write that in at any right. time. To make that happen, but I think what I think is going to happen is like, do you remember how that injury first happened though? How it started? Uh, not, not completely. I don't remember. Seth Rollins dove over the top rope and hit all of them, and that's how uh, Dean Ambrose hurt his arm. And then when he was in the back, Joe attacked him. So his arm was originally hurt because of Seth Rollins. So I think we're going to see Dean Ambrose turn on Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for injuring him. Okay. That's my call. That's my call on it. I think it's going to get blamed on Seth Rollins because he started the injury. Yeah, Samoa Joe made it worse, but he, he wouldn't even have been sitting there in that situation had uh, Seth Rollins not injured him in the first place. So I think he's going to turn on Seth, and we're going to see Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins feud I don't know if it's going to be for the title or not. I got to think about that. But we're going to we're going to review SummerSlam today or preview SummerSlam today so we can get into all of that. We didn't really get into that. We kind of just jumped right into things and started talking about uh Dean Ambrose, but I don't know. I'm we'll just roll with it. So, I here's my thoughts on Dean Ambrose. You know I don't like that guy. Dean Ambrose. I think that was what I said right before we went off the air last week. Um, I'm not a big Ambrose fan, but I like his new look. 
I like the the shaved head rather than that stupid little moppy thing he had. And he's bulked up. Like he's jacked. If you look at a picture of Dean Ambrose before and Dean Ambrose now, Dean Ambrose has clearly been spending a lot of extra time in the gym. So he looks jacked. He looks mean. He looks he he looks a little crazy now. Now he kind of looks a little bit more like a lunatic. Yeah. Now if he can pick right and not do the lip licking and the overselling, maybe he can pull this off right now. So I'm gonna give Dean Ambrose. I'm gonna go out there and give Dean Ambrose a chance, and I think I'm gonna like him probably. Because he goes heel, I'll like him more. Yeah, although I, I could see, um, uh, I, I could see that probably he, he probably bulked up because he had a tricep injury to try to bulk up to make his arm arms a little stronger. To, True, uh, you know, but it works. Injury. It works. It works. Regardless of the reason. Yeah. But I think um, I think it's a good thing. I think he's gonna. We're gonna see. I don't know. I just I think he's gonna be be better at being the lunatic fringe with his new look. Personally, I guess. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna turn on at, at SummerSlam. I think he's gonna cost Seth Rollins the title, and Dolph Ziggler's gonna walk out of there still the Intercontinental Champion. Um, I had my time to think about it. By the way, I, I could see that. It, it makes sense, man. Yeah. Of course, if he turns heel, then Roman Reigns is not turning heel. But Roman Reigns is turning heel. Roman Reigns is turning heel. They're not both turning heel. He's turning heel. They're not turning both both shield members heel. One, maybe two, no. Why not? Because that doesn't again make any sense at all. Maybe they both go under Heyman. No, Dean Ambrose. And Roman Reigns, both Paul Heyman guys. It's pretty much evident on Raw that Paul Heyman is not turning out Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> no, what they did on Raw set it up for it to happen because they set it up to look like, oh, no, there's no way that Paul Heyman is going to turn on Brock Lesnar now. There's no way Paul Heyman is turning on Brock Lesnar at all. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they, that's what they want you to believe. Yeah. You, can, you, can, not- you can see what they want you to believe, right? You can see that that's the... That's the narrative that they just spread, that they just sold to you, right? No. They want you to believe that. That's why I think nope. that's not going to happen because I think they want you to believe that. And then they're going to pull a swerve. Like, I think you're putting way too much. But if I was running the WWE and I set it up like this, if it came like this, if I was just given the reins tomorrow, you would have a swerve and Roman Reigns would. Whatever that mahalafulahatalaitui that he said, that <laughs> meant something, and I and that's why I think so. I think you're gonna see Roman Reigns follow his father, and his father followed Paul Heyman. Okay, if you think so, I don't. But okay, that would be great. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Listen, if you so tonight. Sometime tonight on God Hates Gay, well, it, it will already sure be posted by the time this plays. Um, so on GodHatesGeeks.com, the, Wrestle- the SummerSlam preview is going to get posted. And I previewed the Shinsuke Nakamura Jeff Hardy match and the Kevin Owens Braun Strowman match. Okay. Um, 
And I'm predicting, I know that I know that has nothing to do with the main event match. So that was just a shameless plug for uh, GodHatesGeeks.com and the Ringside Apostles. <clears throat> but whatever. Um, but I, I said in, in that that Roman Reigns is going to walk out a, a Paul Heyman guy. Roman Reigns is going to walk out a Paul Heyman guy. Braun Strowman is going to walk out without the money in the bank briefcase. And Kevin Owens will have it. Braun Strowman is going to be all mad about it. He's going to get himself into a number one contenders match because it's easy to make Braun Strowman the number one contender. He doesn't have to have the money in the bank. Paul, Paul Heyman and, and um, Roman Reigns end up together. Braun Strowman's the face. Roman Reigns is the heel. Kevin Owens is the third guy with the money in the bank who you have to worry about sneaking in. It's, it's a good story. It allows you to have the, the heels fighting the, the, the giant face. It's a good story. And if you include, you can include the Shield members by putting Dean with Paul Heyman. And he's got his thing going with Seth. And Seth and Braun can team up sometimes. And you got yourself a nice little... A, a nice little couple stories going that can work together. That's that's what I would do if I was booking. But who's booking that shit over there? And you know what I mean. So <laughs> you're probably right. It won't be that because they're not me and they don't know what the hell they're doing over there. Yeah. But that's how I would book that, and it would make sense. And if you tell the story right, that makes sense. And you're like, all right, cool. It does. Braun chases and get finally gets it. Kevin Owens cashes in and gets it. You get a triple threat between the three of them. A couple triple threats between them. You can tell a great story with Braun Strowman as the face and Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman as the heel. And Kevin Owens also is a heel with the bunny in the bank. Yeah, I think you end up with too many heels that way. Ah, uh, you just turned somebody else. Someone's going to have to turn face. Yeah, but it's, it's harder to turn face than to turn heel. They're setting Rusev up face turn. So give yeah, Rusev. Rusev's always been face. They just don't want him to be. He finally found he just gave the most. He just gave the biggest face promo of his career on SmackDown. Well, yeah, because they finally let him finally be a face, even though all the fans consider. Him- let it happen. So, and I know we're talking about SmackDown and Raw, and the two completely different brands, but it's it's going to be. You're going to see. I don't know. I think that that's what's going to happen. That's my call. I'm sticking to it. Okay. I'm sticking to it. I'm Good luck on that. I don't know. If they don't listen, they should be listening to me. If Vince is listening to this, things going to get changed, and that's all going to happen on, on Sunday have and Monday. Have Holy shit. Vince listens to you have too many moving what? parts. If, you listen, if Vince is listening, he's going to tell you you got too many moving parts. I don't have too many moving parts. You got, you got Dean Ambrose. <laughs> but what you do is you, you, you have too much. You set up that. You know what? They don't have. He doesn't have to turn on. I guess he doesn't have to. Dean doesn't have to turn on Seth right away. 
he could wait on it, but I think he does. And I think at the end of the day, um, Roman gets info from Paul Heyman and pulls some shit, and that's how he wins. I'm telling you, and then it's just it's. What do you? What else do you do? You still think that Paul Heyman's gonna fade off into the sunset and not do anything, no. dude? Paul Heyman does a lot. Gonna, he's gonna go away for a little while until they find something new for him to do. No, I don't. Think, yeah, I think you're wrong. He's not. He's gonna go and help out Brock Lesnar for a little while because he, him, and Brock Lesnar are actually real good friends. They're real life friends, and they real life like, you know. And like I said before, like you can't. You have to have a payoff. Like there's, there's, there'd be no payoff if that was the case. Of course there is. What, the payoff. No, there's no is, payoff to Brock Lesnar. What's the payoff? He just leaves and that's it. No. Do you think Brock's gonna done done with the WWE? Is that what you think is gonna happen? Brock- or do you realize that Brock only has one, maybe two years at most in the UFC? Just, What's he gonna do when he's done in the UFC? He's gonna come back. He'll come back and he'll come get his revenge. All of a sudden, Brock Lesnar shows up. And you have you have two a two year run to do what you want with with the Roman Reigns character, and you either turn you could turn him face, and have Paul Heyman be with him as a face. It's, it's not unheard of. He was kind of faceish when he was with Cesaro. I think I'm pretty sure. I think Brock Lesnar is done after after SummerSlam. He is done done with WWE. I don't think he's back. He'll be back. Listen, I understand that. Brock Lesnar not showing up to things is not because Brock Lesnar doesn't care. It's because that's the way that the WWE is telling the story. Don't be a mark. This is like, it's, it's written. Like, this is what, like, that's, that's what it is. Like people get mad about it. Yeah. Cause that's the point of it. They want you to get mad at it. They want you to be like, Oh, Brock doesn't care. No, Brock has a contract that says you're going to do five appearances and we're going to pay you for these five appearances. And if you weren't going to get paid for an appearance, would you just go? No. Why would you go if you're not getting – why would you go to work if you weren't if – if your work told you, we're going to pay you to come in five times over the next three months, would you just decide, yeah, I'm going to go in every week. I'm going to go in at least every, – every time I can go in, I'm going to go in just because. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. Brock only gets got a five appearance contract. That's why he doesn't show up. It's not that he doesn't care. It's not that he doesn't want to be there. He's going to go to make some more money in the UFC. He's going to try to win the championship again. And then he's going to come back to the WWE. And I see in the future, the UFC and WWE working out some type of partnership because it's already leading that way. I'm telling you. Mm, maybe. I just, Brock will be back. I don't see Brock as No, I think Brock was is done after. After SummerSlam, I think that he's done, done. That's it. I don't think he'll be back there because he's he's 41 years old. He's, so what? It'll be enough five years before he's actually able to come back again. No, why would it be five years? Because you think he has five years? You think he has five good years left in the UFC? You really think Brock Lesnar has five years in the UFC? No, it takes that long for him to get himself like in shape and ready. He's going to be fighting in the UFC, guy. He's got to be in shape. He's got the UFC, and he can just show up on Raw. He doesn't have to train to to come on to Raw like you have to train for a UFC fight. It's not real. It's scripted. So he can have a UFC fight and lose his fight on Saturday night and show up on Monday Night Raw, and it's not a big deal. 
It's not. It's not anything because it's not real. So you're not gonna do that. Of course he no, is. No, he's not gonna do that. That's dumb. He's not gonna do that. No, because that's the payoff, guy. Gonna, that's the payoff. That's the story that they're trying to tell. He's not gonna. It's not gonna bounce back and forth. It's not, it's, it's, I didn't say bounce back and forth. He's got two good years left in the UFC, and then he's done. He's got more. Than he's that. What? He's got more than that. You think he's gonna be in the UFC for more than two years? Why, not? Why wouldn't he be? I don't think he's no, because it's gonna take that long. It's gonna take him that long to be able to have a, a couple fights under his belt. What's he gonna do? One fight in UFC and then come back again? No, he's gonna do. He'll do three fights. He's gonna fight. He's not gonna do three fights. You don't think he'll do? Th- I think he'll do three done, or four he's fights. He's only done eight fights total in his entire UFC career. Exactly. Eight total, and all the time he was in, he was in it from 2007 all the way to 2016. In nine years, he had eight fights. Yeah, but he was he was not that active the so entire time. He fights once a year, once a year he fights. So that means he's going to fight what? So he, if he's two what? more years, it's going to be at least two years. Yeah. He's going to get a third fight. Watch, I'm telling you, he's going to get three, maybe four fights in. That's four years worth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the end of his career. He's not fighting five in the UFC. You only he'll get knocked out. You fight once he's a gonna year. Third year. I'm telling you, he, he can – Brock Lesnar can do two a year. Okay, so he might have been doing one a year. But at the end of your career, when you're t- trying to go in and improve something at the end of your year, you're going to try to get in as much as you can. Yeah, and you can't you get in two fights a year. That's- so he goes in, gets two fights a year, bangs out four fights, no. leaves with the title. Even if he gets two fights, he's- you get two fights and leave with the title. Yeah, he's not going to do two fights a year in at 42 years old. You're not. Yeah, he's not going to fight till he's 46. Of course, he could if it's going to take him that long. He's not going to fight till he's 46. It's not gonna He'll be around in the UFC at least three to four years. At least three years. Of- three four years. years. He's 45 years old. You think he's coming back to the WWE three years? Yeah. Yes, at 45? Yes, absolutely. By yes. then, it'll be all, everything will be all changed. Who knows? You have no idea where you're going to be at that time. It doesn't matter. It's Brock Lesnar. They'll bring him back. But that's why he's, That's why I said you're not – there's no – This is time, guy. Three years flies by. Yeah, but you're not going to – there's no payoff, like I said. There's no – The payoff. For, there's no payoff for Brock Lesnar. Three – And if he's done – and if he's done, you don't need a payoff. The payoff Well, that's why you don't leave it hanging. That's what I'm saying. Let's stop and think about this. If Brock Lesnar is done, done with the WWE and he's not coming back, the payoff is that after all this time, all the years in the WWE, his entire career, he's been with Paul Heyman. He pulled that stump with Heyman a couple weeks ago, and Heyman comes out, makes him think he's with him, and Heyman turns on him and gets his new protege, Roman Reigns. No, that's the payoff guy. No, it's not. That is, yes, that's the payoff. No, that's the payoff. That's what I'm talking Rock. about. That's what a payoff done. is. Not what a payoff is. That's yeah, that's the payoff. No, that's not what a payoff is. A payoff is when the guy who gets like cheated out of something gets his revenge. That's the payoff. 
Yeah, and Roman Reigns just kept getting cheated out of the title. No, he's not. So the, his, he just said he's not going to get cheated out of the title. What are you talking about? Four. He has before, right? Right. Yeah, so the, has, he's finally going to win the title himself. That's the payoff. He's finally going to win the title himself. That's his payoff. You're not going to then turn around and have Paul Heyman turn on Brock Lesnar and then leave and then let Brock Lesnar just leave. That doesn't do anything for anybody. That doesn't. That just ends the story with Brock being just like, oh, no one's going. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. It's going to be pointless. That's my point. It's going to be pointless to have Paul Heyman turn on Brock Lesnar if Brock Lesnar is leaving anyways. What's the point? Why? So you can, okay. you can just have. You just have. All right. Let's let's move on because we're never going to agree with on this. We'll 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 see at, at Mania. I mean at SummerSlam. Are you there? Yeah, I thought, I, thought got, I thought you got mad. I'm, like, I'm leaving. That's it. I'm done with this podcast. Uh, no, dude, you're wrong. But whatever. Okay. Whatever. It's cool. You can be wrong. Yeah. Papa Dave. This guy. So, all right. So, if people are going to call me a hypocrite for what I have to say. <laughs> Because I thought about it, I was talking about it with the apostles today. We, like people have, uh, people have different opinions on this whole thing. So, for those of you who don't know, Dave Meltzer on his podcast was talking about uh, Peyton Royce, and he said that she's fat and she looked better when she was uh, smaller, yeah, lighter, or something yeah. like lighter, lighter. That's yeah. what it was. Um, and there's been all kind of backlash. Peyton Royce said something. He made a half-ass apology. Like his apology was wicked half-ass. And then he got called out on Twitter by Tyler Breeze for his apology being half-ass. And him, Tyler Breeze, went back and forth. And a couple other people got in on it. And it's um, like it's snowballed into this whole big thing because. Meltzer called her fat, so I think Meltzer's a, a douche canoe for it. That's my. Yeah, that's my I agree. Opinion. I think he's a douche canoe, but also, I so someone pointed out that you're a hypocrite if you think that, and then you still give the WWE money because that's what the WWE is all about. It's about just having skinny hot girls. That's why the the people who aren't good wrestlers aren't your champ that are good wrestlers are not your champions. Instead your women's champions are Alexa Bliss and Carmella. Which by the way, in my opinion, Mella yeah, is both money. actually Alexa Bliss is good is is very attractive too. But yeah, that's the point. That like that, so that the people think Melzer it, that people getting mad at Meltzer shouldn't be getting mad at Meltzer because the WWE objectifies women. I don't think they do that anymore. It's, uh, I think they do. Uh, but that's the argument. The argument is there are a lot of incredible women wrestlers on the roster right now. And instead of having an incredible wrestler be the women's champion, they have the title belts on Alexa Bliss and Carmella, who in most people's opinions aren't 
great wrestlers. Is fine. A lot I of people don't like her. I, I think, think she's a great right. job. I think she's all right, but people are like you have you have Oscar, you have Charlotte, you have Becky, you have Sasha, okay. like those. And I get that. And there's there's a lot of women that should have that woman strap. Um, but I think I think it's more than that. I think it's and I try to say it's the entertainment side of it. It's more of Mella right. is a heel. She's a really, really good heel. She makes you She's hate. She's really her. like the only real heel they have on SmackDown right now, other than the Iconics who just kind of showed up. Other than that, who else is a really a heel on SmackDown? She's a she's such a good yeah, heel. Like Joe's like literally the only one. Shit, we got Samoa Joe. Her and Samoa Joe are both. I heels. love Samoa Joe. He's my one of my favorites. But like, you know what I mean, though. Like, she is literally the only female. Let's get at it. And people are like, oh, she can't. She doesn't wrestle well. But whatever. That's the right. point. She's a right. heel. A bad guy. She's not a good wrestler. She cheats. Yeah. And she wins because she cheats. And she knows she, she shouldn't really. Everybody knows she shouldn't really be the champion because she's not better than everybody else. But she's the champion because she cheats. And you all hate her. Because she cheats and she's the champion right. for it. That's what she's supposed right. to do. That's what her character is supposed to right. be. You're supposed to, she's supposed to do that and you're supposed to hate her for that very same right. reason. I totally agree. So, so there's that. And, and then on top of it, whatever, I don't think that I would call a girl fat like on my podcast maybe i would because i would say some but you're like, right he's, he's an idiot he's an idiot and like a, a, but yeah and also also wait, time out, also also ruby riot is really 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 ugly I, so there's that yeah that's what that was my that was gonna say is like that they're they're no, like said the that. people who said that um the people who say that the wwe objectifies women and blah 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 obviously don't don't see people like Ruby Riot and Bailey and <laughs> Naya Flapjacks and like people like that who are uh, who are not obviously are not extremely attractive either. They're not the, the your cookie cutter female wrestler like the, everyone thinks that the WWE is. They used to be like that. They're right. They used to be back in the day. Yes, the WWE used to objectify women all the time. I totally agree with them there. But now, I don't think they do that anywhere near as much anymore. Uh, and so, and just for Dave Meltzer or whatever, to sit there and say, I get, you know, I get what he was trying to say, I guess. I guess he was trying to say that he thought it was, she was hotter in NXT than she is on the main roster. I guess it's what he was trying to say, but, like. So, so if that's what he was trying to say, he was still, try, he was still saying it wrong, and it sounded yeah, like an exactly. idiot. And he Meltzer still sounded like an idiot. And it's like, also, man, go away. Fade into the yeah. sunset. Fade away. Classify yourself as obsolete. I, you know, I want to point out right now that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Peyton, yeah. Peyton, yeah. Royce. Yeah, she's 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 pretty hot. I think it's the accent. Like, I, I seem to like, I seem to like the the female wrestlers with the accents, like Becky Lynch. Yeah. yeah. 
See, I don't like Becky. Yeah, I do. I like Becky too. She's playing up to me. I'm sick of Becky Lynch. I'm not a big Becky Lynch wow. fan. I'm not. She's a I kind of like Peyton Rice. I like Peyton Rice. But their gimmick is just Velvet Sky. Their gimmick, they're the yeah, beautiful exactly. people. They are. Which is fine. If that's what your gimmick is, that's fine. I get their heels. That's their job to make fun of the other girls and to, you know, but not really be that great. And, you know, they're, they're, that's what, exactly what they are. You know what yeah, but some people don't get it because like you got such great wrestlers, they're gonna be the champion. Like, but the story that they want to tell are these great wrestlers chasing this person that shouldn't have the title, but she's cheating. Right. So all these great wrestlers can't get the belt because this girl cheats, and both of them do it. Like Alexa cheats, yeah. you know, she gets Mickey involved to help yeah. her out. Um, Mella is just right. a cheater. That's just what Mello does. Mello just cheats. It's not even anything else to say about it. Um, but yeah, like people get mad, and I'm like, why are you so mad? Why do you hate on her so much? Like that's what she's supposed to be. And I like, and it's funny because I know there's a lot of great heels in the business that weren't the greatest wrestlers. But I can never think of them when I'm having that argument with them. So I kind of just let it go. I was making a chocolate milk. You heard that noise in the background. I feel like every time we, every time we do this, I come, I'm coming into the kitchen and cooking. It's like Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks in the kitchen. Signed up for Mike K. I'm about to make it. I'm about to make a marinated steak with some asparagus, corn on the cob. Ooh, I don't have a starch. Maybe I'll make some mashed potatoes. Ah, but anyway, I don't know where we were with that. But why don't we why don't we wrap this part up? Because we still got a lot to go. Um, we'll, we'll wrap this up, and then we'll come back on, and we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll do the NXT preview, and then do the SummerSlam preview. All right. All right so we're going to be right back with your NXT Takeover Brooklyn three. Is this Brooklyn uh, three four. or four? Brooklyn 4. Holy crap. Um, so we'll be back with the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 preview. You're listening to Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. Yeah! Here we go. We're back. You yeah. didn't hear. There we go. Finally. Some technical Again. We're still only like, what? You can't hear me? I said again. Yeah, it happens. Whatever. We're still early. This is what our fourth, my fourth episode, the second with you. So we'll have some bumps in the road as we get everything down the way that we want it. But it's, um, the funny thing is that the podcast hates you. Yeah, pretty much. It's clear every time you try to make a point, that's when it cuts off. Never on me, always on you. Yeah. So, um, Anchor hates you, Mike. Sorry. I believe it. it yeah, they hate you. Sorry. Um, 
But all right, go ahead. Go with your point. So, so you know where, where I was, what I heard when you got cut off last was um, you didn't and you said she might be a good wrestler, and but she's undersized. And, and her gimmick's terrible. Okay. And, I, because, I, and because of that, and I also said was like, what I, meant, what I want was try to say was the fact that, you know, I, I think this is going to be nothing more than extended squash. And that I don't really understand why this has become more of a filler type of championship match where, like, they had such a good thing going with Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross based off the last pay-per-view, and yet then we decided to just throw in Kyrie Sane in this one because why? Needed to cut because Nikki Cross can't do it or whatever, um, but I think it kind of just takes away any momentum that they might have had for that feud from before. So now it's kind of become, well, then this is just going to be a waste of, I think it's just going to be a, a seat, you know, a, a, pee, a pee break type match during the pay-per-view um, because I, like I said, I think it's just going to be an extended squash by Shayna Baszler. Well, a lot of people really like Kyrie Sane. A lot of people are going to hear this and be like, wow, what is he talking about? Kyrie Sane did a lot in the indies. Um, she's a great wrestler as far as wrestlers go. Um, she probably has the best elbow drop in the entire business. But I agree with you. She's very stiff with the character. I don't like her character. I don't like like the 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 movements she makes. She just makes these movements that just come across and look so awkward. And you're just like, ah, like why are you doing that? Like you look like you're a robot. So I, I understand you with that. And I'm not a, a huge fan because of that. But the woman can can wrestle. She knows what she's doing yeah, out there. She's a great wrestler. I just don't think. Like I said, I don't. I don't like her gimmick, and I don't like. And like I, said, I just don't like her positioning in this matchup. I don't I just don't really see why she all of a sudden just fits in as a, a contender when they have that, other- promo. that promo was so bad. The, the signing, did you watch the signing? No, I didn't see it. The contract signing, oh, uh, watch that on the network. It was pretty bad. It was, yeah. It was bad. So is it- I didn't. I didn't watching NXT yet. I have to watch it. And I, I should have watched it already. Um, but I'll watch it afterwards. I have to watch it and then do my takeover preview. So I want to. I want to point out that everything I'm saying is before I've watched Takeover this. I mean uh, NXT this week. So something's gonna happen that I don't know about. Just so you know. Possibly. Um, yeah. I just. I don't know if like. Yeah, I, I, like I said before, I just don't understand why she's in this match. The title, Kyrie Sane wins the title. You got, you think Kyrie Sane's gonna win the title? Actually, I don't know. There can't be this many title changes going on. Exactly. So I guess you can't have that many title changes. Yeah, this is gonna be the match that isn't that much going on, and I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. This is gonna be, this is gonna be a, a, a Shayna Baszler win. Yeah. Yep. Okay, what's next? Because this isn't going to be – I don't think there's a lot to talk about in that match. No. I think that's going to be quick. 
I don't like Kyrie. Like I agree with you. I don't like Kyrie Sane's character. They need to switch her up and get rid of this pirate princess thing. It's ridiculous. And yeah, she's not going to win the belt. Yeah. And that leads us to the championship match. Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano for a last man standing match. Obviously, this was supposed to be a triple threat with Aleister Black, but Aleister Black got injured. It's going to be a one-on-one match between Ciampa and Gargano. And I also <clears throat> fits right in with my overall, the same, like, uh, what am I looking for? The same, basically, thing I always have in the fact that if you go into, if, whenever you go up, you always lose the last match you're in. And considering Johnny Gagano loses pretty much every match he's doing with Chiampa, why would this change any different? So I think this would be a great, this will be an unbelievable match, just like all their matches are. But in the end, I think this will be Chiampa's win and Gagano's last match, and he's going to move his way up to the main roster. Okay. That's interesting. So, where do you think he's going to go? Do you think he's going to the main – like, where in the main roster? Do you think he's going to 205 Live or do you think he's going to a, uh, SmackDown or, or Raw? I don't think that – I don't see the WWE doing that. I don't see the WWE taking people from NXT and putting them on 205 Live. But they're doing that. What are you talking about? They just did that. They just did that. They literally just did that. With who? With uh, Leo Rush. Who? Leo Rush. Yeah, exactly. So nobody. They did it with they. So that's fine. Nasty. You gotta watch. See, you gotta watch. No. Watch two hundred five. Two hundred five is nasty. If you think Ricochet's nasty? First, Leo Rush is nasty. The fact that two hundred five live is still on is still around is beyond me. I don't really. It's still as well. People are watching it. People are watching it. No. You don't. See, the thing is, you think something's bad at one point, and you'll never give it a try. No, it's it's it, it, Johnny Gargano is a pretty over. He's a lot like <clears throat> he's a lot like um, Daniel Bryan in the sense that he's kind of over with the crowd and over with the fans. I see Johnny Gargano probably going to SmackDown. I don't see him going to Raw. I see him going to SmackDown, but I just think he's going to be kind of one of those like mid-level, mid-card guys who, you know, just kind of does, like, stuff like that. Kind of like a, like I said, like a Tyler Breeze or a Fandango, and that's what he kind of does for a while. Um, because that's, I think that's what the WWE, that's what it's like future holds. I think if he goes to 205 Live, he's going to get lost, and people aren't going to watch, and then that'll be the end of him. Yeah, if he goes to 205 Live, they're going to give him the title. But again, like. You keep it on Cedric Alexander over him? No. Johnny Gargano is going to go be the guy. They're going to start bringing some names there. They've been saying that that for years, and they haven't done anything. Well, they they had to wait. They had to play everything out and let everyone do their thing. Exposure on 205 Live, unless you have the network. It's not on regular television. It doesn't matter. Of course it matters. If you don't don't have the network, you're not going to watch 205 Live. Okay. Great. A lot of people have the network. So then a lot of people watch the network. Off of other people's networks. A lot of people that are watching the network, man. That's why WWE stock's so high. Like, don't think, don't be fooled and think that no one's buying the network. So they can't, so that no one's watching this. Like, people are watching C205 Live. It's starting to get watched. 
because they've made a lot of changes. There's been some great matches on there. If you're not watching 205 Live, you need to check it out. And you're going to be like, wow, I'm pleasant. you'll be pleasantly surprised at what you see, what's going on right now. I promise you that. Yeah. I, but anyways, I still think... Stop being so cynical. I still think Chapa comes... Chapa wins. Dragana goes up. Then Chapa go... Then Chapa and Alistair Black are going to be the next few... Well, Alistair Black will come back. Last man standing, though. I don't know. So, let's let's see. First, I, who knows how bad Alice, Alistair Black's injury is? It's a, good it's a bad injury. Who knows? If it's a bad injury and he's out for a while, I don't see we. I don't think we see a rematch. I think Alistair Black just goes up because I think he's ready to go up. So I, I, I think Alistair Black on the main roster on a SmackDown or a Raw, and you see Johnny Gargano on Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, maybe. I, I can see how so it depends. You're right. It depends on how long his injury is. It's a groin injury. Who knows? It could be it could be something simple. It's just like an easy one. It'll be back in like a month, or it could be a major thing. It could be out for a long time. So I guess all the severe it is. Yeah, so depending on that is gonna depend on on I think we'll we'll have a, a bearing on the Johnny Gargano thing, maybe. Because maybe you do bring him up. Because you're like, okay, we're gonna have, we're not gonna have uh, Alistair Black coming up, so we can put, so we're gonna move him to SmackDown instead. But I think you're gonna have Black go to SmackDown, and I think you're gonna see Johnny Gargano on Two Hundred Five Live. Maybe I don't see that, but okay. It boosts the ratings. Like people want to see Johnny Gargano, right? Right, but in order to see him, you have to have the network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so well, if you want to see Johnny Gargano, but if I don't want to have the network, the network, the only way you can see him is to get the network. And you want to see Johnny Gargano, then you're gonna get the network. Yeah. That's that's the thought process on it. I'm not saying that that's how it's gonna work, but that's the thought process of it. Yeah. And you, boom, and then there you go. That's what they're gonna do. So he's gonna to go to 205 Live. Mark my words on that. Okay. Uh, and I, it's a shame that this had to come down this way because I think this was going to be a great, great, great match between these guys. Um, this will still be a great match, last man standing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but again, I agree with you. I think Johnny Gargano is going to walk out of there without the title, um, and he's going to head over to 205 Live with his little gay music. True. I hate his music. His music sounds like something out of Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't really. It definitely is something you don't really. It's definitely something you don't. It doesn't like pop. You know what I mean? Like something you don't. Yeah, it's not tough. Like you know, it's not tough with that music, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Get some music. Stop. Stop. You sound like a girl. True. So that's so go to two hundred five live, you little girl. So I <laughs> no, but that's I don't know. That's my thoughts on that. But that's. That's takeover, man. That's 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 what it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good show. Takeover is always a good show. Yeah, I think takeover is has been historically better than uh, the WWE pay per view following I agree. recently. And I agree because so, they, because it's more condensed. Like I said, it's more condensed. I, I think highlight. They can highlight the big time people that they want to highlight. 
and of course, people that you want to see. It's not like it's a bunch of guys you don't care about. It's people you want to see. It's a condensed amount, and I think it's a it's, it's so they can can kind of give it it all, give it their all because they know they have this their window to to do everything they need to do, so they can showcase themselves a lot better. It's not drowned out. It's not dragged out. It's not like watered down because it's so long. It's not like seven hour WrestleMania where you have like so many people on the card and no one really cares who's fighting. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I get you with that. I, I, I get that. Um, I just think they put out a better product. I, I think yeah. what they're doing on Smack on uh, NXT is just better, and that's it. I think everything else is is whatever, but I think the real reason it's better is because it's just better. It's just a better product. They're writing better stories. They're telling they're telling better stories. It all better on SmackDown. I mean, on NXT. Um, and that's kind of because of the people that's in charge there that are running things and deci- making the decisions on who's doing what and and when and where. So I don't know. That's that's my opinion on it. To be a black night out of that show. Um, I'm I'm psyched for it. Thoughts on takeover? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think takeover is going to be great. Um, it always is. Can't really go wrong with it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's always intriguing to see what they're going to do, and it's always nice to see who's going to go, like where and what happens next afterwards, and how the storylines continue and stuff. What do you think match of the night? Uh, probably Adam Cole, Ricochet, or the main event. Yeah, there's going to be two. going to be some good matches on that card. Um, Adam Cole, Ricochet could easily steal the show. Velveteen Dream EC3 could steal the show. The main event could steal the show. The tag team title match I- could do it. Yeah, it's just, wow, stacked card top to bottom. It's going to be a great night. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Adam Cole Ricochet. Yeah. Best match of the night. I think that's, that's what I think is going to be the best match of the night. Um, but I think the whole night is just going to be incredible. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. That's TakeOver Brooklyn. We're going to be back with a SummerSlam preview in a minute. But that was your TakeOver Brooklyn preview. I'm Sean Puff. This is Mike K. We'll be right back with your SummerSlam preview right here on Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. This is Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. I'm Sean This is Mike K. And this is your NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 preview. Jesus, we're already at Brooklyn four, huh? I know, yeah. I think they're moving next year. I think next summer slam is gonna be somewhere else. Summertime's gonna be somewhere else next year? Of course it is. Somewhere else. Yeah. Every- no, no, no. The past four years, SummerSlam has been in Brooklyn. It has? Yeah. Yes, that's why take over Brooklyn four. They've been there for four years in a row. They were the fourth time they've been in Brooklyn. Like, since they did all the takeovers. I'm pretty sure it was all SummerSlam. 
I'm pretty sure. Really? Huh. I'm pretty sure. Look it up. You, are you in front of your computer right now? Look it up right now. Look it up right now. Find out. Let's let's see. I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure all four were SummerSlam. Yeah. So Brooklyn, either way, it's Brooklyn four. Let me know when you find that out. But I'm pretty sure that I'm right. right. Last year's was at last year's SummerSlam was in Brooklyn. Yeah. How about the year before? Yep. And the year before. Yeah. Huh. So I never even noticed that it's been in Brooklyn the last five years. Last, Brooklyn, yeah, last, four. Yeah, was Maybe five. It was in uh, it was in California last year. I mean, uh, 2014 was the last time it was somewhere else. Okay, so so next year they're supposed to be moving. So this is supposed to be the last year in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how you didn't notice that. I like, yeah, I'll take yeah, over. I never even noticed it. Yeah. They've been here for four years straight. So next year, I think actually next year's uh, SummerSlam might be in might be in Toronto. That'd be cool. They didn't. I don't think they announced it yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. But Toronto. Yeah, I think they're going north of the border finally. Well, for pay per view for like the first time in a long like in like ever, <laughs> first time in a very long time. Very long time, yeah. yeah so we'll have to for Toronto, huh? I believe so. Wait, the first time that SummerSlam was over the border? Because it's not the first takeover over the border. Because we had first time, takeover. It's the first time. I think I think it's the first time that SummerSlam's ever been like outside the U.S. No, that's not that's not right. Because we had that SummerSlam that was in England. That was was that SummerSlam that was that was. Oh, it was SummerSlam. That was out. That was in England. With uh, wasn't it Bret Hart versus yeah. Davy Boy? Yeah, I remember that. Yep, that was SummerSlam. Um, WrestleMania. Well, WrestleMania's been in Toronto. Yeah. So not that one either. So, but anyway, so here we go. So it's Takeover Four. I think this should be a good card. Unfortunately, you know, there's been some unfortunate incidents leading up to this card already. Yeah. So it's going to kind of, I don't know if it'll, if it'll weaken the card, but it just takes a, it, it takes a little bit away from it. You got to admit that because um, I think that main event was going to be a great match. I think it'll still be a good match. It will, but I think it's, it, it, it now becomes – Predictable, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like yeah. Before you're like, well, maybe you know anything could happen, but now it's like, all right, well, now it's kind of predictable. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, now we know it's gonna go down here. Yeah. Cool. Good to know that we now know the outcome of this match already. Um, but whatever. <laughs> so let's. That should be a good match. You know, you got the. Is the woman's title on the line? Let's run the card down. Why don't you run the card down? I will. Okay. So, as always on NXT, there are uh, five matches. Because that's what they've always done is five matches, which is always a good, nice, nice 
condensed. I love it. for the Sean and Sean show, which, by the way, I didn't even ask last time. Sean and Sean show will be back. That'll get that'll be up. It should be up today. When I say today, I mean today is in the pot Thursday, so it should be up today. Um, check it out. GodHatesGeeks.com, Ringside Apostles, Sean and Sean's show. We're doing this preview, me and Sean. It's going to be written. So, but let's. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, right from the, I'll go from the bottom to the top. So, we have the Velveteen Dream versus EC3. We have okay. um, for the NXT Tag Team Championship. We have the Undisputed Era of Kylie O'Reilly and uh, Roderick Strong taking on the Mustache Mountain of Trent Seven and Tyler Brate. And we have the Women's Championship: Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. We have the North American Championship: Adam Cole versus Ricochet. And then for the championship, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in a last man standing match. What a card. I'm excited from this card, top to bottom. Let's start at the bottom of that card. Let's start with with uh, the Velveteen Dream and EC3. Yep. If that's the show opener, wow. Uh, probably wow. not. My guess is that I bet uh, if I had to guess, it, I'm, I'm thinking either the tag team or the North American Championship it will be the Open uh, maybe you could be right, but I, I try to guess they would. They if they open up with that one, that match is going to be insane. Um, so so, Velveteen Dream, I don't know how you feel about him, but that kid's the future. That that kid's a, a future WWE champion, and it's funny he was the guy that came up that no one thought was going to make it. He went out and did his thing, and now. Look at the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um, and God, God, I want to hear you. So what do you think about the Dream? I agree. I, to- I totally agree. I like. There's really what I like about NXT, and maybe it's because you don't get to see a lot of guys a lot, and also um, because their cards are so condensed, it's very hard to, for me. It's hard to find someone on the card that I don't give a, like. I don't care about. You know what I mean? There's some. Okay. There's always somebody on the card that's like, I would like to. I like to see. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to see how these guys look. Or I want to see how this person is. There's nobody that yeah. can be like, oh, I hate that guy. I don't want to even look at him. You know? Okay. Okay. For me, like Velveteen Dream. Guys, I don't really like there, but I I hear what you're saying. So like for me, Velveteen Dream and um, EC3. Like that's a great matchup. I like both of it. I think Velveteen Dream should will win. I think he should win. I think if he is, I think he, I agree with you. He's the future. I think he's next in line. I think he'll be kind of next to go up to that that next level of title. I can either, either he gets himself a title or he gets the call up. I don't think he'll get the call up yet. I think he's going to get a title first before he gets the call up. I'd like to see him get a title before the call up. I don't know if he is though. I think they might just call him up. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I hope they put the title on on him first. Give him the title. You got other guys that you can bring up. Um, but I like. I think he should have came up at main after Mania. 
I think he should have been one of the call-ups. Um, but maybe they want to give him a title run. Yeah, I think it's that a little early be. on him. Well, there's only one guy in this card that I could actually two. Who's that? They're moving up. And that would be Johnny Gargano or Adam Cole. They're like the only two guys I can see them moving up right now. Other than that, they're out the days where they are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you that I think I think Velveteen Dream is gonna win because I think Velveteen Dream is the future. I think he's gonna get a title run, whether it's the North American Championship or it's the uh, NXT Championship. Really soon, you're gonna see him get that push and that title run there. Um, and I think EC3 will be a stepping stone for him. Um, so and I don't think he's gonna be easy because I think. I think um, he knows I, – I mean, I think uh, EC3's got, got, got a future, too. He's a, I agree. He started in NXT. Right. I agree with that, too. Um, I see Velveteen Dream winning the match. I see him then getting into a feud with Ricochet for the North American Championship. Really? But I just had that feud. Huh? I just had that feud. I think right, I don't think you want to really because it was more of a debut kind of a ricochet. That's really all it was. Yeah. For a, for a title now, I think they might go after, go do it again. Um, because I don't see um, if you going to go after a title, I don't see Velveteen Dream going after going after Tommaso Tampa yet. I do see Adam Cole maybe going after Tommaso Ciampa, which would make me believe that Ricochet would win the North American title. So let's talk about that one next then, since we got the first one out of the way. North American Championship. So you're calling Adam Cole losing that to Ricochet. Yes. A lot of people are saying that. I think it frees up Adam Cole to do things if he loses that North American Championship. Here's my thoughts, though. I think they don't take Adam Cole – and put him going for the NXT championship. I think Adam Cole gets the call up. I don't know if they take all of. I don't think. I, I don't know if they take all of Undisputed Era. I could see them do all three. I could see them bring them all up. Although I think they're gonna wait on Bobby Fish first. I think they're gonna wait so, for him until to he's healed from injury before they move those guys up. I don't think Roderick Strong goes up. If they do bring the Undisputed Era up, I don't think they bring Roderick Strong with them. I think he stays really? and the other two go up. That would be interesting. That's what, I, that's what I see. So I think they're going to wait for Fish to get healthy again and then bring those guys back up. But you think, so do you think Adam Cole is going to wait in that too? Uh, possibly. If they want to bring all three of them up together, then I could see Adam Cole losing the North American title and then and then going after the NXT championship against Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Um, I can see that. If that's what they, if that's the plan. If the plan is to just bring Adam Cole up by himself, then I can see Adam Cole just coming up right away. Like, yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Either one. I can uh, see either one happening. In my opinion, I think Adam Cole loses to Ricochet and faces Tommaso Ciampa for the title. And then they bring all three of them up. Somewhere probably after Mania. 
That works. Can, it works. That, that's what I think is going to happen. But that's just me. Um, you have, you know, Undisputed Era. That, I mean, that leads into the tag team titles. Undisputed Era, the Mustache Mountain. Those, these guys kind of been going back and forth. They've, out, they've won the title from each other already once each. So, um, Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I never, I don't think I gave my prediction on that one. I, you said yours. I never really said what I thought. I, I, I think that Ricochet is going to walk out of there. Ricochet is going to be the new North American, cha- North American champion. This kid's another guy that I think is great and has, has a bright future. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where they're going to put him. He might end up getting, getting screwed over and end up on 205 Live. I hope not. Uh, but. 205 Live is turning around and it's and it's it's doing since since uh what's his face showed up there, Drake Maverick, um, aka Rockstar Spud. Um, it's really turned around a lot. So I give him credit for what he's done there. And I and I can see if they do get a couple good guys there, you know, you put Gargano there, you put Chiampa there, you put Ricochet there, 205 Live could really be something great so um uh, i don't know i won't know but yeah I, I i see bottom bottom line i see um ricochet walking out of there in the new champion okay now go on to the tag team titles all right so the tag team titles you have the undisputed era versus mustache mountain like i said these guys have like they've already fought each other once already they've already won the title from each other once already each so this is basically the rubber match between the two teams uh, so it's one of those things where it could go either way. Um, I don't know how far uh, Biden is away from uh, injury. Is he kind of on his way? I don't know if he's on his way back or not. No, that's a good question. That I don't know. Um, I do know the answer to that question. I could see if he is back. I could see, uh, like I said, that kind of fits in. I could see if he's back and healthy again. I could see them dumping Roderick Strong again. And then Kylie, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Mitchell up with Adam Cole to the main roster. I could also see Undisputed Era just winning the titles and keeping them. Um, right now. Oh. Um, yeah, that can be the way. But that's the point here. That, that, that's, yeah, how would you make a decision? Make a choice, Uke. Make a tough decision. This, this one is a tough decision because I think it, it could go how the storylines could go either way. I would actually be fine with it either way. I could see. So here's what I think. I think that with the UK division coming up, um, and I, I'm pretty sure Tyler Bate and Trent Seven are, on, are in the, the are going to be in NXT UK. I think you don't put the NXT Tag Team Championship titles on them because you're going to have them vying for the NXT UK Tag Team titles as a team. So I think I'll stay on Undisputed Era for now. Um, But I do like your idea of them when they do lose those titles, they turn on Roderick Strong, and that's when Bobby Fish comes back. And then they go up after that. I, I can see that happening. But for right now... I think that they're going to walk out of there still the tag team champions because I, I just I don't I don't see the sense in putting the belts back on Mustache Mountain. You kind of gave him that little here you go, here's the belts real quick. Yeah. 
Um, but they're going to get the tag belts, I think, in NXT UK. And I'm leaning, and I think I'm leaning towards that that way too. That I think they keep the belts on NXT era for now. Uh, only because also too, I don't know who um, the next group would be after Mustache Mountain. Uh, I don't know. They get some other guys coming up. Probably who? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, What's right what now? are their names? The Street Profits. Yeah, I think the taxi division right now in, in NXT is a little bit lacking at the moment. Yeah, but they'll do something. They got a couple teams that they're working. They haven't really been on TV, and yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be coming up. So, still worry. And you know, um, I heard that Matt Riddle will be in the crowd, so that's gonna be great for this night. By the way, just saying that. Um, well, all right, yeah. So we so we're both going with undisputed era walking out of there the champions. You're just copying me. <laughs> uh, next, you have. So the women's championship, you have Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. I think this will be probably a extended squash again, where Shayna Baszler will eventually just win. Um, because I, if actually, I kind of want to take back what I, lo- I said a little bit earlier, where there isn't a lot of people that you don't like. I do not like Kyrie Sane at all. <laughs> I think ah. stupid. I think she could be fine as a wrestler, but I think she's just. She's undersized. She's. This is. This is sparks, spot monkeys, and super kicks. And I can't talk. I'm Sean Puff here with Mike K. This is your SummerSlam 2018 preview. So, SummerSlam's here, huh? How do you feel about that? Uh, it's pretty awesome. SummerSlam's a big one. Summer's, it's it sucks though because summer's over. That means it's the end of summer. Pretty much. This is the end of summer. SummerSlam's yeah. yeah, but I guess it's gonna be a good show. I'm ready for it. We're gonna be. There's, there's a lot going on for this. There is a lot. Of, there are a lot of matchups that could go either way, depending on how they want uh, stories to continue. Um, yeah. Kind of makes it interesting in the sense that it's not too predictable. There's some that pretty much are. There's some that are like, I could see them doing this. I could see them doing that. Um, so I think agree with you on that. It's gonna be a. It's, it's gonna be an interesting night. Um, of course, it's coming from the Barclays Arena. I agree. Wait, is it? Is it coming from Barclays or is that NXT? Is that Barclays? I think. Uh, it's not at Barclays. SummerSlam is at Barclays. It is. It's at Barclays. Okay, so SummerSlam is at Barclays. I don't even know where they're going to be. I don't really care. I'll be at home <laughs> on my couch. Um, so SummerSlam is going to be at Barclays again. Um, fourth year in a row. Then they're leaving after this year. Bye-bye, Brooklyn. Um, so... Run this card down for me. Let's let's talk about what 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 we got coming up at SummerSlam. All right. Well, we know that of course that it, it's going to be you know four hours long plus two hours of uh, post or pre-show. So you're looking God. at 
you know, six hours of wrestling uh, going on this card. So as of right now, they have um, pretty much these are matches that are pretty much set that are going to happen. There could be a couple maybe they might throw in on the kickoff show, an extra one just in case. But for the most part, this is what they have. You know, on the soft side with the kickoff show first, obviously. Um, on the kickoff show, they have Andre Cien Almas and Selena Vega versus Rusev and Lana. As this is their first kind of uh, feud between the two. You know, they've been feuding for a while now. Uh, it'll be a mixed tag match between the two. Uh, obviously, they have. there's been some... Going on with Aiden English getting involved over and over again, and his possible, you know, heel turn, PV or, or you know, breakup of Bruce, uh, breakup of their well, Rusev Day, kind of as as we know it. Rusev Day, um, you know, this is you know they are kind of looks like they are kind of pushing Rusev to be more of a face now, even though he's been a he was a face for a while, he was over for a while, and. They just didn't want to make him a face. They wanted to keep him as a heel. That's like in the eyes of the fans, but yeah. not in the eyes of Vince. Yeah. So. Um, it's like Vince thing, though. This is the one problem that I have with Vince McMahon. If Vince doesn't come up with your gimmick and you get over, he doesn't like you. Yeah. If you know, if you get over with something he doesn't want you to get over with, he's like, "You're done. That's it." And I think that's kind of ridiculous, and she's got to knock it off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I also know that there is going to be – so that's, that's the first kickoff show match. Um, next one you have is the Cruiserweight Championship between Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak. Um, obviously, Cedric Alexander has been the champion. I mean, he's been the champ for a little while now. He's been kind of the man on 205 Live. Um, so Drew Gulak is basically his next opponent. Um, we then have probably going to happen is uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. This whole kind of Sasha Banks and Bailey thing has been completely backwards and confusing and totally not really relatable at all and completely I think ruined both of their like characters because they had for a while now the Riot Squad has been fine they are what they are they have been for a while but this whole one week we hate each other next week we like each other then I turn on you then I don't turn on you then we do stupid like anger management all uh, Kane and Drew, Daniel Bryan because we need to rehash old storylines, um, only to be back together because supposedly they may be going moving forward to a women's tag team title, so they need tag teams. Um, but the whole thing has just been kind of ridiculous. And of all, it's one of those of unlike to a, unlike Takeover. SmackDown has got a lot of matchups that I really do not care about at all. Um, and that, and <laughs> this would be one of them. Uh, so that's that looks like the the kickoff show, the th- those three matchups in the kickoff show. Um, 
Moving on to the main card, we have once again Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Uh, again, because we somehow have to continue going having matchups for these two. I I don't really care. I like Finn Balor. He's all right. I think his entrance is fantastic, although they changed it, which makes it look dumb now. Um, I think this whole Baron Corbin thing is kind of run his course. I'm kind of tired of him as well. This is another matchup I don't care about. Uh, then we have the Raw Tag Team Championship, which would be the B-Team versus the Revival. Um, I like the B-Team. They've kind of gone up pretty far. They've gone done pretty well so far, playing that whole kind of, you know, heel, like, you know, under underdog type of team that shouldn't be. B-Team fan. Definitely a B-Team um, fan. I'm definitely a B-Team yeah. fan. They did them pretty well against the Revival, which is, again, they had a triple threat match on Raw. They went to B-Team 1, and now the Revival just gets their own opportunity because why not? Uh, okay. yeah. Next, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which is the Wyatt Family slash Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Why the Usos or the Bar were not put into this match made a fatal four-way? I have no idea. That would have been the smart move. Would have made this match so much better. But I yeah, can't argue that. Should have just put the four teams together in a fatal four-way for the titles. I guess maybe for time because we have to have, we need to have twenty-five matches on this card and have. Um, so. Yeah, you have to. If we don't have twenty-five matches, it's not yeah, SummerSlam. So. Um, but anyways, the Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day. I would like to see the New Day win it because I just think the New Day is better and the Bludgeon Brothers are boring and I just can't buy the You're not thinking Hold on. You're not going to give me a prediction, yeah? Uh, we'll get there. Oh, that's... You're just trying to... You don't want to talk about... You hate this match so much. You didn't even want to talk about it again when we get back to it. Like, I already told you what we did. What yeah, I think. Fair enough. Um, then we have the, we have the Money in the Bank briefcase match between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Uh, this obviously has been their feud going on for a while now, and Braun Strowman's continuous just destruction of Kevin Owens every single pay per view, which has been fun to watch and I really enjoy. But then throwing in this thing, this Money in the Bank briefcase, makes it completely odd and and now almost predictable, which kind of ruins the whole feud for me. Um, then we have the United States Championship between Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. Obviously, once again, Nakamura's been doing well. He's been a great heel. Jeff Hardy has been getting beat up by Randy Orton every week. as That'll just probably continue. Um, <laughs> I hope so. We have the Intercontinental Championship between Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre in his corner versus Seth Rollins with Drew. With um, Dean Ambrose in his corner, we kind of talked about this earlier on the podcast and our kind of thoughts on this this kind of whole thing would might go. Uh, then we have the matchup that I told you was going to happen in SummerSlam and you thought was going to happen at Mania eight months from now, which is Daniel Ryan versus The Miz. 
um, which obviously has been has been brewing for about three years now. Um, All right, you won't hear this many times in your lifetime, so get ready for this. Yeah, we're right. Uh, next up, you have the SmackDown Women's Championship between Carmella versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Um, obviously, we talked about Carmella earlier as well, how well she's doing as a heel and how she cheats all the time. And throwing Charlotte and Becky Lynch in this match kind of makes things a little bit uneven, although I still believe that they are going to basically cancel each other out. Um, then we have the Raw Women's Championship between Alexis Bliss and Ronda Rousey. This is obviously Ronda Rousey's big moment. Um, could be her first title match, her, her first title win. I mean, um, on in WWE, I think she's kind of they're kind of prepping her for it. I think they're ready for it. I don't see why they would just all of a sudden not have that happen. Um, then we have the Universal Championship: Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, which actually should be the main event. It probably will be the main event, but they have it on here as just in this order. So. We have the Universal Championship against, uh, with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. This is obviously Roman Reigns' best chance at finally beating Lesnar, even though he beat him in Saudi Arabia and they didn't count it just to kind of prolong that whole thing because really actually. Well, he yeah, didn't win that really think They kind of screwed up, and so they had to. I think that was 100% a botch, and they kind of screwed it up, and they had to. I don't think that was a botch. I, I think, think they had was, every intention the... of the cage breaking. I don't think they had any intention of Roman Reigns actually being the first one to touch the floor. I think it was supposed to be a no contest. And and I think it ended up being that Roman Reigns hit the floor and they had to quickly change the line a little bit because I think it was supposed to end with neither guy winning it and Brock Lesnar just winning it in general because of the fact that neither guy could continue after the cage broke. So I just think that was nothing more than I think they just – it's just a, a bad – not a bad situation, but just just dumb luck that the way Roman Reigns fell, he actually – his feet actually hit the floor and they weren't really supposed to. I think he was supposed to stay on the mm-hmm. – but that's here and over there. So. Fire. And then finally, the championship match, the WWE championship, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. I am a huge fan of Samoa Joe and kind of hope he does win the title because I like I, – as much as I like AJ Styles, I think Samoa Joe's awesome, and I think he deserves the title. And there you go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen matches, and fourteen matches, including the three on the kickoff show. Fourteen matches in six hours for SummerSlam. Crazy. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be such yeah. a long night, um, but it's gonna be a good show. So let's. Let's start all the way down at the bottom. Okay. All, all the way down to that first match. So, so what do we got for the first match that you think is going to be the first match of the uh, kickoff well, show? I don't then? think it's going to be the first match of the kickoff show, but on the kickoff show, it's going to be – it probably won't be the first match. My guess is the Rusev and Andre C. and Almas match. That one will be the first match. Um, so if you want to kind of go by what my thought process, what order is going to be, I think you got right away you have I think you're gonna lead off the kickoff show with Rusev Day versus Dan Almas and Selena Vega. Um, so what do you think is gonna happen in that one? Which I'll I'll tell you what, what will happen and what, what should happen and what will happen. What happen is that okay. Rusev Day should be put up should go over. 
there, obviously, it's time to kind of build them up again as a face now, a face group. Um, Rusev, of course, as a face. You know, fine as a heel. He can just, he can kind of be fine with losing. I think Rusev should uh, move forward. Most likely, Aiden English will get involved and end up costing the match again. And then we'll, it'll lead to a Rusev versus Aiden English going forward. So, my prediction is what will happen, which means San Almas and Selena Vega is going to win that match. Um, okay, so two things. One, Rusev days over, so they don't need to win the match. Um, two, losing the match leads to that feud, like you said. So I think that's where you have to go with this. And the WWE really wants to push us Andrade Cien Almas. So you really can't have him lose this match. Um, obviously, he, he's not going to win it clean. It's going to be because of some stupidness that Aiden English got involved in. It's going to cost him this match. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, Rusev Day is not going to win this match. So Rusev is going to eat the L. And um, hopefully, it leads to his face turn. I think we're going to see right there. We're going to see that it's a great way to start the card if, if this is how they start it. Uh, because you're going to see a face turn by Ruzav as he beats up Aiden English. Maybe he has words with him and Aiden English hits him, and that's how it happens. But when, at the end of the day, Aiden English is going to walk out the heel and not a member of Ruzav. I, agree with, I totally agree with that, actually. Uh, then probably what, after that, you're going to have probably the Banks and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. This is another one of those matches. This is one of those matches I care about. I do not like this whole Banks and Bailey kind of partnership and story that they've had over the last months or so. I thought they had something going with Bailey finally turned heel, and she got a big like I think I think Vince got scared because she got a big huge like reaction and big huge pop when she actually turned heel on Banks. Um, and I don't think Bailey, I don't think Vince liked that too much. So I think he put it in and put them back together. But which, as a result, I think ruined them completely uh, to the point where I think they're just – I don't think either one of them are gonna, ever going to be any more than what they are. Um, and as a result, I think they're just going to continue to be – you know, one week will be great, next week will, suck, will be terrible. It's just 50-50 booking that they do with them all the time, so – I see the Riot Squad winning this one. Well, Vince loves 50-50 booking for one. Yeah. That's his thing. That should, that's what the, it should be. It should be. It shouldn't be the WWE. It should be the FFB. 50-50 booking. Uh, but I see, I don't know how I feel about the whole about this whole Boston hug yeah. connection. Which by the way is a really yeah. stupid name. I don't know how I feel about it because I don't know that they're not still playing the slow burn because that's what they were trying to do before. They were going with the slow burn and they were going to like really give you the, the, the big payoff on this down the road. They could still be doing that. And if they're doing that, then this is good because if that's the way they're going to Yeah, I thought that too. Um, I thought that could be a, a slow burn, but that whole anger management, like, 
gimmick thing they did a couple weeks back pretty much put that to bed for me because I'm like, Dad, why would you do that stupid thing if you're just going to have it be a slow burn? So. Because they did, they did the same thing with Kane and Daniel Bryan. They had them go to that and they worked together great for a little while and then they fell apart. Yeah, I guess. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I, I just, it's just, like I said, it's rehashing the old gimmick that I, or old like story that I can't. So they shouldn't be doing that because that gimmick yeah. is horrible anyway. But that's what they are doing. Hopefully, they're playing the slow burn along with it, and then it makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, it's dumb. So, moving on, you have but, your um, third match on the kickoff show. That'll be the Cruiserweight title. Let me pick the winner. You keep you don't let me pick winners. Yeah, I want to yeah, pick the winner right. in that one. I think, I think the Boston Hug Connection is gonna. I think this is where the slow burn comes to an end at SummerSlam. I think they explode because the Riot Squad gets the win. Okay, so you have and they fight each other. SummerSlam for them ends with them okay. fighting each so, other. So so far, two matches on the kickoff show, and you're gonna have two big fights going on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think SummerSlam is gonna right, be a crazy night. Um, then we have. It would be a box book in it. Then you have the Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Um, again, I don't really care about 205 Live. I think it's a waste of time. I know Cedric Alexander has been the champion for a while. He's going to continue to be the champion for a while because who else is he going to wrestle? I think Drew Gulak is going to be the champion coming out of uh, SummerSlam. Okay. And for this reason, I think because of that incident that happened last week where some internet troll decided to go search all the way back on Cedric Alexander's timeline on Twitter and find a tweet that said, it's not rape if I yell surprise if you're sleeping and I yell surprise. And I think... um, Something has to be done about it, even though I don't. I don't. Whatever. I think it was a joke, and it. Does, I don't think it has something has to be done about it. But I think something has to be done about it, and it will be done by him losing the belt to Drew Gulak. Yeah, possibly. I just think I. I think so. That's my. That's. That's right. I think we're gonna go there. So I think Drew Gulak. So hey, we finally disagree on something. Possibility that may add a fourth match to the kickoff show. If they do, it'd be Bobby Lashley versus Elias. Um, this feud's been kind of been okay. I like Elias. I like his whole gimmick. I like the way he does. Like I like the concept. I think he's, I think he's great entertaining. Um, kind of find it ridiculous. Like Bobby Lashley, unfortunately, he's kind of gotten like pushed aside after the whole. Roman Reigns thing, and then he was supposedly challenging for Brock Lesnar, then didn't, and now he's been regulated to fighting Sami Zayn and now Elias. Um, if they do this match, I'm picking Elias. I don't think they're going to do this match tonight. It's possibly might, but <clears throat> if they do it, I'm picking Elias. You said that Elias has been getting over? I, that's Well, yeah. I, well, I think he's over. I think I like him. 
I think you I think you forget something here. WWE stands for a walk with Elias. So there's always that. So you just got to remember that part of it all. Um, I like Elias. I think Elias is going to go really far and do a lot of great things. Um, and I don't think Lashley needs the victory over him because Lashley. So I think if that match happens, we'll see – Elias walk out with a victory there. That was and that one right there was a bonus for you guys because we don't even know if that match is happening. That match isn't on the card, but if it does happen, you've got your prediction from us. Right. Um, so then we go to the main card. So that's it for the Kickoff show. Then we go to the main card. Um, starting off the main card, probably is going to be when they always start off the main card, which is always the new day. They tend to always start every pay-per-view just to get the crowd hyped up. Um, so I see that match going first. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, like I said earlier, I don't why this match wasn't a fatal four-way, I have no idea. It should have been with the bar and the Usos in it, which would have made this match so much better. Um, I don't care much about winners or... Harper and Eric Rowan or the Wyatt family or whatever you want to call those guys. It's dumb. Repackages them into these two guys that obviously we already know and then all of a sudden making them into these monster heels when they were getting their tails whipped all over the place by everyone else beforehand. This doesn't work. I don't know why the WWE tries to do this all the time. I think, like I said, that people don't pay attention when they repackage people. And all of a sudden, they're supposed to be something else when they're obviously not. So, as a result, I think the New Day should win and be a five-time champion. Five-time, five-time, five-time champion. Um, because they just, they just, it's better when the New Day have the titles. And they have more stuff to do with them. They can do with the bar and the Usos and get back to the teams that are actually. But wait, wait, I got a question for you. Um, who used to be the Wyatts? The Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> I didn't believe you answered that one. I was shit. Oh. Um, I think that the Bludgeon Brothers are going to win this match, just so you know. So, the New Day's not going to win this match. The New Day's not going to win this match. New Day loses, and Bludgeon Brothers win the match. Nice and easy. End of story. Let's move yeah. on. Um, so after that, then I don't know where they're going to go from there. So I'll just kind of run through the rest of them. That's why I just think how the order is going to be from there. They could go a lot of different ways after that. Um, oh, then obviously the championship matches, which <clears throat> we know will be at the end. So uh, next up we'll have <clears throat> excuse me, Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. This is another feud that has been overdone a bunch of times. I love this feud. So, um, I I love this feud. I love it. This is my favorite feud right now. Okay. I I so I think that Finn Balor is a vanilla midget and he's useless 
and he wants to be in the universal title picture. And I think he has no business being there. So I think I also hate that stupid constant smile of his, no matter what the guy's ready to fight Braun Strowman. And he's got that little queer ass smile on his face. So I think that someone in the back saw it and hated it and thought that it was stupid, just as stupid as I do. So that's why they decided to give him the rainbow shirt and have him be the, the spokesperson for uh, the LGBT community. So, and I also think that that's why he's stuck being the guy that's fighting with, with, with Baron Corp, Snorbin. Because no, Baron Snorbin's horrible. Yeah. He's just bad. He's bad on the mic. He looks bad. He fights bad. Everything about him is just bad. So I, I hate both these guys. I don't want anybody to win. I really don't want anybody to win. Yeah, the same way. This is a this is a matchup. It's one of those, another one of those matchups that I I do not care about. Um, I feel the same way. I mean, I don't hate Finn Balor as much as you do, but. I don't really care for him either. I don't like I, – I agree with you with the smile thing. I think his – I do like his – I liked his entrance music before. When they do it, the way they do it now, <coughs> excuse me, with him is just weird, and I don't like it. Plus, I hate Michael Cole saying Ballot Club every single time it comes out. <laughs> um, Ballot Club is for everyone. If I could – so if I had to choose – one person to win this match, if it's possible, I guess I'll pick Finn Balor because I don't see why they just have Finn Balor beat Baron Corbin every single time and all of a sudden Baron Corbin did beat them. Unless they want this future to continue, which nobody does. So I'm going to take Finn Balor and hope this is the end of that feud. you kidding me. Still there? Yeah, I'm here. So, moving. Uh, so, go ahead. Oh, Keep yeah. going with it. I'm sorry, what was your prediction next? on that one? You wanted zero, right? You had nobody doing the match. <laughs> yeah, I want nobody to win that match, but Finn Baller is going to win because right. why wouldn't exactly. he win? Why wouldn't he win? Yeah. So Finn, Finn comes out on top of that match. So next up, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship between the B Team and the Revival. Um, I I like what they're doing with the B Team. Um, they The B stands for yeah. best. Um, I I don't um, I don't really understand why they had a triple threat match on Raw six nights ago, only to have them for them to win it and pin the Wyatt or pin the Deleters of Worlds and now have the match against the Revival. They should have just that match. Because they should have just saved this match for SmackDown. Why they had to do it on I mean, save this match Bam. They might. You know how they squeeze shit off the show? If they do, this is it. This is the match they, they could, squeeze. I could see that. I could see them do that too, as they've done before. Um, so I'm going to pick the B team because I think they just like them rolling right now. And again, I think it's one of those things where 
the Raw tag team division is okay, but you don't really have like you have a lot of small, like a lot of like mid card teams, but not a lot of like high profile teams. You know, you have like your you have the Authors of Pain, you have the uh, Titus Worldwide, and obviously the Rival and not sure if the leaders of worlds are going to be around much longer. Um, so the tag team division is what it is right now. Would be a great, what would be the B team to be, win it. And a great moment would be them coming out on raw and then going up against the undisputed era. But that's, that could, that'd be awesome if that happened, but I don't really see that happening, but it would be, it would be a nice little addition if that happens. Um, so I'm going to take the B team in this one. What do you got? Um, huh, who do I got in this one? Who did you take in this one? I had the B team. I told you the I B team already. B stands for best. The B team's right. winning this match. Moving on, the Money in the Bank briefcase match. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Obviously, this is a continuation of the feud they've had for a while now where Braun Strowman is just beating the crap out of Kevin Owens every single pay-per-view, which I, again, have, have said before, I totally enjoy. I think it's great. Um, this I could see, I could see what I would love to see happen and I don't think they would do it, but I think it would be just awesome. Would be Braun Strowman almost kind of purposely letting Kevin Owens win the match by just getting himself disqualified. And then later in the night when Kevin Owens goes to cash in the money in the bank, just comes out and just costs him the money in the bank match so he doesn't win the title. Just because he can do it because okay. Braun Strowman thinks it's funny. And I would think it's fantastic if he did it. Um, they wouldn't do it that way, but I totally could. I they did. I would laugh like hysterically because I think that that would be the the greatest thing ever. Um, greatest good job. Yeah, I just think it would be because I could totally see something like Braun Strowman just being like he just not caring because he is Braun Strowman. He can do whatever he wants. So I could see him yeah. purposely getting himself disqualified so he lose the match. And then congratulating Kevin Owens for winning the briefcase. And then later on, when Kevin, or whenever Kevin Owens goes to cash it in, he just comes out and costs him the match. Just because he can. Okay. Um, so, as much as I would love to see that happen, the fact that they made this matchup the way it is, where Braun Strowman can lose the briefcase on any, in any way, they've pretty much made it so Kevin Owens is going to win this match. Which I find stupid, um, because I don't think you put that stipulation in if Braun Strowman just comes out and squashes him, which he really should do anyways. But I don't think you're gonna put that stipulation in unless you had every intention, unless something ends up happening and Kevin Owens cheats his way into getting the briefcase by basically, you know, making like yeah. Braun Strowman get disqualified, or I don't think it would by countout. It'd be mostly a disqualification. One of those things where you know. Makes it seem like Braun Strowman hit him with a chair or, you know, does something to get Braun Strowman to get disqualified so he loses the match, so he wins the briefcase. Yeah. So my prediction is that Kevin Owens wins this match. 
but I still hope that. Yeah, I kind of get that. I think I think Jinder's gonna get that's possible too. Yeah, I just think somehow Kevin Owens wins this matchup by disqualification because of some kind of shenanigans that Kevin Owens pulled, um, and that's how he wins the briefcase. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know if it'll just be Kevin Owens. It might be um, Owen Hart doing it for him and then working together. But I think at the end of the day, what's going to happen? Uh, not Owen Hart. <laughs> yeah, Owen Hart. Ghost of Owen Hart's going to help him? Ghost of Owen Hart is going to help him. <laughs> don't. Don't mind me sometimes. Um, uh, I lost my complete train of thought right then when I because you that threw me off. You, you correcting me there? Yeah. Um, what was it? Probably talking about Jinder Mahal. Yeah, so Jinder Mahal is going to uh, come down and try to help, and somehow it's going to be what costs Braun the match. Either he's going to get disqualified. And just punching Kevin Owens in the face to get so that Ron gets disqualified. That would be great. That would be brilliant. Yeah, so um, and I could see something like that. Happen. And then Brian, I could see something like that. Probably. But I don't think that it's going to be that he costs him his cash in. I think Braun is going to get himself the number one contendership because you could do it easily. You're going to have a number one contendership match. Braun gets put into it because he's mad about how he got robbed of the briefcase. So Kurt puts him in a number one contenders match, and he's and he's yeah. in it. You know, he I could see that, and then I could see him. And then when he eventually wins the title, I could see Kevin Owens trying to cash in all the time on him and never working because Braun Strowman is just ridiculous. and <laughs> like You can't beat him. So yeah. it's become it, – I could see that totally doing that. And so – Kevin Owens just ends up thinking the briefcase is worthless because he can never beat Braun Strowman anyway. So he won't be able to ever cash in. <laughs> and I could also see, I could also, I mean, if I was booking it too, I would do it that way. And then I'd also make it so that Kevin Owens would continuously try to do it and then be the first person to ever run out of time. You know, like, you have like Fair within enough. a year to do it. So I could see yep. I could see Kevin Owens' year like running out. I wonder does does the year and I don't know this actually does the year restart if Kevin Owens wins the the, the briefcase or is it still up until summer uh, up until May, uh, the next uh, up until WrestleMania? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the I think that's a good case. It's supposed to be you win the you win the contract for a. Uh, a championship match within the anyway any time in the next year. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I think that's a little it's a little long to have him hold it and not cash it in. But I guess if he's trying to dodge Braun because Braun keeps doing it, but he went just at a horrible time. But if that's yeah. the case, they do that. He's gonna win it at zero hour. Still, so, I mean, so yeah, I think we both agree though. Like Kevin Owens is probably winning. Uh, yeah, I think Kevin Owens is winning. Kevin Owens is my pick yep. in this one. And I think Braun Strowman becomes the face yep. of the company. Without the is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. 
Um, obviously, I this is a one other one of those matches where most likely Randy Orton's going to get involved. Probably RKO Jeff Hardy last you know some point in time during this matchup, costing him the match. Shinsuke wins. Maybe win by disqualification or something because Randy Orton's just going to come out and just beat up Jeff Hardy because that's what he's been doing because he thinks. It's Okay. So I could see Shinsuke just winning this match. Or actually, Jeff Hardy winning the match via disqualification because Randy Orton's going to RKO him. Probably right as he's about to win the match. It's just going to I could see him probably doing it like off of uh, Swanton. Orton? Yeah. I could see him. Yeah. So Orton's gonna interfere. So here's what I think is gonna happen. I think you're wrong with that. I think Orton's gonna interfere, and he's gonna interfere and cost Shinsuke the title. Okay, so we could beat Jeff Hardy for it. No, because it's gonna set up a triple threat between the three. Okay. Because now he's got his beef with Jeff Hardy, and he also has beef. On the other side with Shinsuke Nakamura because Shinsuke is mad because he cost him okay. his title. But that means he gives the belt to Jeff Hardy. Yep, and you can do that if you're gonna if you're building up for another for a fourth a uh, third match a fourth match. Okay, I can see that too. Either one works for me, but I I, I still think if that doesn't happen, then Shinsuke wins. Oh, actually, Jeff Hardy wins via disqualification because Randy Orton gets involved. Keep yeah. Next up, we have an Continental Championship between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Obviously, we know now that Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose will be in the corners. Um, this matchup, obviously, continuation. I think they kind of like Ziggler and McIntyre together. I think they're doing pretty well together. This new, like, kind of heel run that they've been on, pretty good. I don't know if this. I I don't know about the whole Dean Ambrose heel turn. I know it's kind of set up that way. I think everyone expects it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I could I could see it going two different ways. I could see it. I could see that as that's mostly most likely the thing. I could also see Dean. I could also see Seth Rollins winning again, and then I could see them kind of pushing a, a shield with all the titles kind of run where Seth is, is in a kind of title champion from Reigns, the universal champion. And then Dean Ambrose and Seth join together and become the tag champions. So I could see them having, doing that where they have the shield. They just run the shield with like a, they start winning all the belts and kind of deal, kind of like an undisputed era kind of run. Um, I could see them doing that. Um, but I'm leaning kind of towards how everyone else thinks, and most likely it'll be a true uh, a uh, Dean Ambrose teal turn that'll cost everyone for that. So, what do you got? Nothing. What do you got wow. for this match? <laughs> what do you got for this match? I got nothing for this match. No. Um, 
This match is the is 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 the Intercontinental Title match. I said before, I think that Dean Ambrose is going to cost Seth Rollins his Intercontinental Title match, his his title shot, and I think that um, he's going to turn on him here at SummerSlam and and turn heel for Seth Rollins injuring him um, prior. Okay, I it possibly I I can see that happening too. I think that's what we're going to see happen. I think you're going to see Dean Ambrose turn on Seth Rollins at the end of the day and cost him his title shot. Dolph Ziggler walks out of there still in a title. title. Boom. All right, moving on. We have Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Obviously, this is a three-plus-year-long feud that's going on between the two of them. This is a slow burn. This feud has been so long in the making. Finally, we're going to see it. This is the one that everybody wants to see. This might steal the show just because people want to see it. going to be great. Should be great. Miz is going to lose. Uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan's won this match. <laughs> uh, I don't think that the Miz wins this unless they want to continue this feud going forward. But I don't see that happening. Oh, they could, actually. No, I think this ends yeah, the feud. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Daniel Bryan pretty much um, – Takes care of the Miz. <laughs> um, it wins yeah. this match. Um, I don't know if you saw on SmackDown, but they, they did a nice like three-part series on like kind of their history, which was actually quite, quite good. It was actually kind of entertaining. Um, I liked it, but yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan's one is pretty simple. Next yeah. up, you have SmackDown Women's Championship. You have Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Um, I am a fan of Becky Lynch because I think I just love Becky Lynch. Um, I just think she's great to look at. Um, Wrestling-wise, she's okay, but, you know, she is what she is. Obviously, Charlotte's the better wrestler of the two of the three of them. Um, she was obviously put in this match because of winning a, a matchup earlier when she came back from injury. Um I think as a result, I think Becky Lynch and, Carm- and Charlotte pretty much cancel each other out, and Carmella pretty much steals the win because she's a heel, and that's what she does. And she just moves on going forward as the heel and continues as champion until they decide that Asuka's going to finally come back and actually take the belt. Wow, so you just took the words out of my mouth. I can't, I can't agree with you anymore on that. That's what's going to happen, except for the beginning part. Just the, the the part of what's going to happen. I got to agree with you on that. I think that Mella is going to walk out of here. She's going to cheat to win. She'll win. And I think you're going to see Charlotte and uh, Becky Lynch go at it because they're going to be mad at each other over the yep. loss and blame each other. And they'll fight. Yep. And Mella's money, and she walks out still the champion. And then you have next up, you have the Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. Um, this has obviously been building for a while. This is Ronda Rousey's first, like, well, first, like, individual one-on-one, like, for the title matchup that she like, has earned and whatnot. And so I think this will be finally her moment. I think Ronda, I think they've been building Ronda Rousey to finally win the title. Um, 
and kind of get a run here. I don't think they have her um, kind of avoid it again. I don't think they kind of make her keep chasing it. We're going to think it's, after a while, I think people are going to kind of get tired of her chasing it. I think it's time, to, especially with Brock Lesnar leaving, I think they want to have one of the UFC formula people to have a belt so they can kind of keep promoting that. So I see Ronda Rousey winning the Raw Women's Championship. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think Ronda Rousey wins it too. Um, I don't know if it's all for the same reasons, but Ronda Rousey is going to walk out of SummerSlam. Your Raw Women's Champion. She's done her whole thing. There's been the chase. It's time for it to pay off, and the payoff is her winning the belt at at SummerSlam. Exactly. Then you have the WWE Championship between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. I am a huge fan of Samoa Joe. I think his entrance music is awesome. I've always been a fan of Samoa Joe's, even with his time in TNA and everything else. Um, I know these guys have a big, long uh, feud history, um, going way back to then. These guys are two former, like, just original TNA stars. Um, I just, like I said, I can't say much uh, any more uh, about Samoa Joe that I, you know, as a result, I think Samoa Joe should win the title this, uh, this time around. I think it's time to give him a, t- a title shot. <clears throat> Excuse me, a title run. AJ Styles has been great for them for a while. He's, he's kind of carried the SmackDown brand for a while, but it's time for him to kind of chase after it again. I see these guys kind of feuding going forward for a little while, but I think Samojo walks out as a champion this time. Um, cool. This is going to be a good one. And this is a tough one for me to call and say, who I think is gonna win? I think, I, like, I like, I, I agree with you. I like Joe. I like AJ. Um, I, AJ has been a great champion. I've done everything that they that they've asked him to do. Um, but it, I think you got to put it on a new guy every once in a while. And I think Joe is that guy that's gonna have the belt put on him. Um, whether they go back and forth and pass it back and forth to each other, I don't know. But I do. I do know. I don't know, but in my opinion, I think we're going to see uh, Samoa Joe leave Brooklyn, your new WWE champion. There you go. And then finally, Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. We've kind of had this conversation back and forth, but I think we're both in agreement that we both believe that Roman Reigns is going to win the title. We just have different reasons on why he's going to win the title. How he's gonna win the title. So you think he's gonna win it fair square? I think that it's gonna be a, a, a turn. I think Paul Heyman is gonna join him. I think it was the whole. I think there was just too much talk on the internet last week about the possibility of Roman Reigns joining with Paul Heyman. So I think what they decided to do is come out here and make it look like there's no way in hell that that Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are gonna get together. Because now nobody thinks it's possible. And then you do it. Because now that you threw everybody off, then you do it. I think it's a great it's great if that's what happens. Who knows? Because Vince likes yeah. to mess things up. Uh, but if that's what happens, I think it, it, it's a great way to go with it. But I do think that um, I, I do think that at the end of the day, Roman Reigns will be your champion. And I think he's walking Here out. Here is my kind of Storyline prediction for this match. Roman Reigns wins. I think he wins just clean. I think he just finally they let him 
finally beat Brock Lesnar on his own without any like interference from anybody. Um, I think he finally does win it, wins a belt. Then I think Kevin Owens tries to cash in. I think that Braun Strowman gets involved, costs Kevin Owens the match because he just likes to do that. And then I think going forward, you have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns as a triple threat, your next pay-per-view. And I think that Paul Heyman joins up with Kevin Owens to help to afterwards. So I think Kevin Owens, I think Paul Heyman actually joins with Kevin Owens probably the next night on Raw. And that's interesting. And that's a, that's another way you could go with it if you don't put Roman Reigns up. But I'm gonna I'm sticking by my guns that uh, Roman Reigns is gonna that's be. The my prediction that's... is that Paul Heyman does stick around, but that he sticks around with Kevin Owens. After Kevin Owens tries to cash in and doesn't and isn't able to because of Braun Strowman, or cashes in and then is caught and then like ends up being like ends up getting it like taken from him because of the fact that Braun Strowman gets involved. Either way, look at I I can't see that Kevin Owens beats Braun Strowman, then Braun Strowman just lets it go and doesn't do anything about it afterwards. I could totally see just because he wants to and because he can. I can see Brian coming out Fair and beating the bag, probably out of both of them, and ending like ending SummerSlam, probably holding the belt in the air, even though he's not the champion, holding the belt in the air with and the- with Reigns and Owens like laid out on the mat. Yeah. Because I. Yeah, I can see. That. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see them. I don't see they, they, they going off air with Roman Reigns holding the belt over his head because I don't think he's going to get cheered. And I know that I know that Vince, as, as much as we think Vince is dumb and weird, he does like the go he does like the the go home happy moment. And so yep. I know he like I know he'd rather that unless it's a big controversy thing. He, he either likes the big huge controversy or the go home happy thing. So. I think out of fear that there's a possibility that Roman Reigns could probably get booed if he, even though he wins. I could see him doing something along those lines where Braun Strowman, in the end, Braun Strowman is the one standing tall at the end of at the end of SummerSlam, and we go into Raw on Monday, like with Reigns as the champion, and either Owens as the Money in the Bank holder now, but with Braun Strowman basically running crazy because he can. And I could see him do a number one contender match um, with Braun Strowman and him winning it on Rod and getting into that match. And, you know, that's the thing. Like Braun Strowman can easily get into the match because he's a monster and all he has to do is get an opportunity and he can win it. Now all of a sudden he's the number one contender. He I can see peace. Kevin Owens needing some tutelage so he gets Paul Heyman and how Paul Heyman convinces him to cash in the money in the bank. And make it a triple threat at whatever the next whatever the next pay per view is, um, and so that's how he cashes it in, and then you have and at that point you have Braun Strowman probably win the belt, and he becomes champion, going into Survivor Series. I think it was the next one after that, and that is it. That is all the matches possibly for SummerSlam. 14, maybe 15 matches, but most likely 14. 
Should be an interesting night. Yeah, definitely should be. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I, I there's so many different ways you can go with that main event. Um, they could they could do that original thing that they were talking about with Brock Lesnar keeping the title and walking out and not showing up on Monday night and showing up at UFC with the WWE the Universal strap around his shoulders. Possibly, I could. I so, don't. I don't. I. It's a possibility, but I don't. I don't really see. I don't even know when the next UFC. When's the next UFC pay per view? Um, I'm not even sure when the new. You know, I guess that would work if the next UFC. Well, it's. It's actually it's next Saturday. Yeah, well, so it would be after that, whatever the next one is. The next big one, 228, is September 8th. Okay. Perfect. So, I don't know, you're going to have him not be around for three weeks? and I guess he hasn't been anyways, but... And then show up on the UFC with the belt? Yep, exactly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think think they ran the course. On that is if the plan is to bring him back after his contract's up. And he comes back as never having lost his time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think Brock. I I, I think Brock's gonna lose it. I think Roman wins, and and, and he becomes a, a heel with Paul Heyman, and that's kind of that. Um, it's gonna. It is though. I think it'll be a good card. Um, not as good as Takeover. No, definitely not as good as Takeover. Because, like I said, it's just too drawn out. Like six hours worth of wrestling and 14 matches. It is. It makes you tired thinking about it. it. Makes you want to go to sleep just thinking about it. Yeah, 14 matches, of which probably maybe half you actually care about and the other half you really don't. Match of the night is going to be uh, AJ Styles versus. Mojo. Yeah, I could see that one definitely. Or maybe actually, I also could see Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins as a match in there as well. I could, but I think it's going to be Johnny Gargano or so. I mean, John... <laughs> no, yeah, it's not going to be Johnny Gargano or so. Mojo. Those guys aren't going to fight. That'd be awesome, man. That would be awesome. That, that would be a fight that I paid away. That might be a, a, a fight of the night. Right now. Um but SummerSlam will be good. I'm looking forward to it, I guess. Um are you are you coming down for SummerSlam? Uh I don't know yet. Maybe, possibly. I got a fantasy draft in the morning, but I'll be around for for the show. Yeah. I'm gonna do it up. Um but it should be it should be great. Uh I'm looking forward to it. I will Review everything next week on next week's show. All right, that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. We kind of ran everything down, covered it. We didn't miss a match, right? Nope. So there you have it. That's the SummerSlam uh, preview. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, that's it. It should be a good match. It should be a good uh, weekend of wrestling. We'll see what happens. Should be, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, 
definitely going to chill back and watch and see what happens in that main event. It's, it, I'm, I'm interested in it. They got me interested in it. And I guess that's what counts. But for Mike K, I'm Sean Puff. Oh, there you are. Are you there still? I'm here. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a great night. I was ready to sign off because I didn't know where you were. I was like, oh, he's gone again. I'm just going to sign off. But, yeah, so next week we'll, we'll come on and we'll talk about um, – we'll, we'll kind of talk about what happened. We'll get a recap and repercussions on uh, SummerSlam and TakeOver. And we'll talk about a few other things. I don't know what yet. We'll kind of see where we're at and uh, go from there. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right. Um, for Mike K, I'm Sean Puff. You guys are listening to Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. This has been your SummerSlam preview. And we're out. All right. Well, that was a great episode. What a great show today. We covered everything for you. We covered Brooklyn. We covered TakeOver Brooklyn 4. We covered SummerSlam. Uh, We talked about everything we were talking about. Finished up what we were talking about last week, rather. Kept going, brought you some new stuff. We'll have more to talk about next week. I want to say we didn't really get a chance to talk Jimmy Anvil Neidhart. Uh, I want to say our thoughts and prayers go out from all of us here at Smart Spot Monkeys and Super Kicks to Natalia Neidhart, the Neidhart family, uh, the Hart family, all the friends, colleagues of the Anvil. Um, it's just been a horrible month for the world of professional wrestling. Uh, and as many of you should already know, we did lose Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Um, so that's what, obviously what I'm referring to there. So uh, I know we didn't get, really get to talk about him this week. Next week, I want to have a little bit of discussion about Jim the Anvil. That was one of my dudes. So uh, we're going to have a little a little Jim the Anvil discussion. And, of course, we're going to review everything that happened on at Brooklyn Takeover at SummerSlam. We'll see how our predictions went. Make sure you go check out the previews at uh, GodHatesGeeks.com. There'll be the SummerSlam preview and also the Sean and Sean show with your TakeOver Brooklyn 4 preview. I'll be writing on that one. So you got you got my words here. You can go get my written over there. Um, it's This is what we do, folks. We're here for you. We got a lot coming at you. So, again, you know, we had a little bit of technical difficulties with this episode. Bear with us. It's only getting better. It's only getting better. We're moving forward. We got a lot of great things coming up for you in the in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I'm gonna next week. I want to dive into Impact and all the things that are going on over there. There's a lot going on. Um, so definitely, we're gonna get in uh, have a little uh, a little talk on that next week uh, as I try to nudge you into there. Maybe we'll get Galen on next week with us as well. 
We'll see how it goes. But I want to thank everyone for, for tuning in this week to another episode of Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. I want to thank my boy, Mike K, for being here with me once again and breaking, tearing everything down for you and letting you know what's going to happen this weekend. Man, we got a great weekend of wrestling ahead of us. Make sure you watch TakeOver. You know, I know a lot of people that watch uh, SummerSlam, but they don't really watch NXT. You guys don't know what you're missing. You need to tune in. You need to watch NXT. TakeOver is where it's at. TakeOver Brooklyn 4 is going to be an amazing card. As usual, Par for the course for NXT. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you check it out. TakeOver 4, live on the WWE. TakeOver Brooklyn 4, live on the WWE Network this Saturday night. Followed by SummerSlam, the big, long, six-hour production of, of the whole thing. Coming at you Sunday on the network. So you know what I'll be doing this weekend. I'm... I'm assuming you'll be doing the same with me. And then next week, make sure you tune back in right here. Same same Boneyard time. Same Boneyard channel. Check us out on the Anchor app or any other tons of platforms we're on all across the board. And we're going to have a lot more for you as we break everything down. Listen, go to our Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. Smarks, Spot Monkeys, Super Kicks. Comment on things there. Send us some mail. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Let us know what you think of our previews and uh, our predictions. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go over any stuff that you guys tell us. If you tell me you want to hear about it, we'll talk about it. So definitely go in there, check us out, like our Facebook page, and uh, give us a follow. Other than that, it looks like that's it. Another successful show in the books. So for Mike K., I'm Sean Puff, and this has been Smarks, Spot Monkeys, and Super Kicks. We'll see you next Thursday. Hey, Cena, get us out of here. Big up, Boston.